Hello and welcome to the Edify Podcast. This is designed for you, preacher, teacher, shepherd, deacon of the kingdom of God, for your edification, for your uplifting, for your ministry. Preachers have something in common with NFL football players. Uh, For the both of them, Sunday is game day. Now, while it's true we hit the field all week long, uh, in a very special sense, game day arrives each Sunday. And you need to really focus in on and hone in on the episode for today that uh, game day as a preacher really starts on Saturday night. And in order to be in the best shape possible on Saturday on Sunday morning, we've got to make good use of that Saturday night. Not not primarily for sermon preparation, because that should have been done well earlier in the week, but, but for soul preparation. And making the most of Saturday nights is one of the ways preachers can strengthen their souls to proclaim God's Word. Uh, growing up as a kid, I remember my dad saying, Son, Sunday starts on Saturday night. And I thought, no, that's illogical. Uh, Saturday is Saturday, and Sunday is Sunday. But what he meant was, In order to have a good day of worship, we need to have a good night's rest. We need to slow down. We need to take our time. We need to put our mind and our thoughts and our actions on the day of worship. And so the idea of keeping Saturday evenings free was something uh, even Dietrich Bonhoeffer taught his students uh, at the seminary that he started in Germany. He said, by all means, keep Saturday evening free. Refuse basically all invitations within the congregation. So Bonhoeffer knew spending time with a few folks on Saturday evenings potentially could result in shortchanging many more on Sunday mornings. You know, if the ball game goes late, do I turn it off? If I'm at somebody's house, do we leave? You know, what what's the cutoff? And so today I want to talk about three ways to make to make the most of Saturday nights. Now I I realize the fine line between um what we might consider pastoral or preaching wisdom and legalism when it comes to this. You know, some some of us feel as though that we can do a lot of good on Saturday evenings with the brethren, and that's very much the case. And so, if that is you, then enjoy the freedom they have that you have um, in Christ to do such a thing. And so, um, but for some of us, um, maybe you are, maybe you aren't in the mindset to reserve Saturday nights for um, sermon and soul preparation. And if you do, maybe you see that it's proven to be a great help and getting ready for Sundays. And so what I want to do is highlight three Saturday evening practices and their benefits. And this can even be Sunday morning. I, I'm sometimes the kind to, to go to bed around 10 or so and get up at 6, uh, and I don't stand into the pulpit until 10.30. And so my internalization, number one, is um, is usually Sunday mornings where I'm alone with the Lord. It's quiet. It's still dark. Coffee's hot. And uh, and so I'm just imbibing and taking in the things that I've worked on all week long. So number one is internalization. Um, you you should have finished your your sermon and perhaps even your manuscript on Wednesday or Thursday. And so Saturday is is not a time for sermon preparation. It's not one that you cook something up real quick. But it's it is a time for sermon internalization, meaning that you imbibe it. Um, a few episodes ago, think around episode 8, we talked about uh, the intention of memorizing uh, manuscripts. Uh, and by doing so, we, we can um, shift our focus more so on us 
and how we present our lessons and, and that sort of thing. Uh, but but memorize, remember the bulk, if you recall. Remember the bulk of it or your high points, you know, the things, the direction, the way that you want to go. Know where you're going to walk through. Internalize your message and confidently know what is coming next, what's your points, what's your scripture, and what's the heartbeat of what you're trying to say. What's the thesis, if you will. Saturday nights can give you time to finish internalizing the message. You sit maybe with your manuscript you go through it several times. You're circling key words. You're highlighting things. Exclamation marks for the sake of emphasis. You know, um, you're you're doodling in the margins. Uh, you're changing words or sentences. You know that may feel awkward or unclear, or maybe you feel differently at the end of the week about your sermon than you did on Thursday when you finished it. So, like a pitcher rubbing a new baseball before he throws it uh, down the pipe into the catcher's mitt for strike three in the World Series bottom of the ninth, game winner, uh, you want to work on your manuscript um, before you're ever ready to preach it. And the process of, you know, marking up a manuscript several times can help you internalize both the overall flow of the sermon and key concepts that you want to communicate the next day. So number one is internalization. Number two is intercession. Um Around episode 18 or so, preachers would be wise to pray throughout the entire process of the sermon preparation. So while prayer for our sermons should not be limited to the night before we preach, I've often found, and maybe you have as well, Saturday evenings or or Sunday mornings are the wonderful time for extended prayer uh, of, of the impact that's about to be had on what you're about to preach. Think about marital tensions that they somehow surface on Saturdays, and there's there's been too much of a pattern here uh, in in couples in marriages, you know, to conclude that this is simply um, a matter of chance. I, when I was in law enforcement, a lot of a lot of domestics took place on Saturday and Sunday nights. People are miserable with their life and with their work, and so they drink all their money up. And Monday, there's a bill to be paid. And um, there's no money um, to pay that bill. So intercession, when you think about the devil and you think about how the devil knows how to strive and and put strife in your life, uh, especially on Saturdays, Saturdays can sabotage a Sunday. Uh, and so another reason why praying together uh, with maybe your spouse or maybe, you know, maybe it's your children, maybe it's uh, brethren that you love, or it's Sunday morning before you get up to preach, um, it's vital to your ministry as you, as you can consider what it means to make intercession, that you want God to make intercession or Christ to make intercession on your behalf uh, and have that prayer answered that it would go well. So it helps us move into Sundays uh, as brethren, as married couples, as, as workers, laborers in the field to be prayerful, to make intercession um, in order to have a good, a good mind and a good rest. So number one is internalization, number two, intercession, and number three, interlude. Saturday evenings can provide preachers with an interlude a space of time between events. Preachers often come into Sunday morning having lived a relentless pace throughout the week. I know I've, just this past week for me, 
was was very very busy coming back from um, Memphis and, and South Haven and GBN and doing those things which were great. I came back to to work that needed to be considered and needed to be done and folks who needed to talk and and so uh, one day I had four unexpected guests pop in, which is pretty much a rarity. But folks who needed to talk, needed a minute, and uh, wanted to just consider um, consider me for something that they had going on. When we think about interluding and, and that Saturday evenings can provide you with that, a pause, if you will. Um, ministry and family fill our days to the brim and beyond it. Uh, Sundays bring a burst of activity as well. Saturday nights can provide a, an opportunity to rest between a full week and the flurry on Sundays. So in addition to, to taking time to internalize your sermon uh, and, and intercede for the message and pray to God about it, um, maybe you're like me and you have found it you know, life-giving to take some time on Sunday to relax and not do anything. So we, we try to deal with Sunday logistics on Saturdays to take some time uh, and take some of the stress out of getting out the door on time for church, lay the clothes out, if you will, um, have have breakfast already pick, picked out and, and, and all of that. Uh, so, and, and Jake, especially, uh, go to bed early enough to get a good night's sleep. Over the years, I've learned if I go full speed all day Saturday, falling into bed late, rising early on Sunday morning, I'm tired, I'm depleted by the time I even step up to preach. So without some downtime uh, on Saturday evening, I have found it harder to be up for Sunday morning. And so since I want to give my best to the Lord and to the brethren, I need to be at my best. So internalizing, intercession, and interlude. Let's talk about Saturday in the park. I don't want to give the impression that Saturdays are only about sermon and soul preparation because they're not. Now, while this has been true for, for most Saturday nights for a lot of preachers, um, it's not been the case for Saturday mornings and afternoons. So those those have been reserved for, for family time. They need to be. Don't, don't just cut off one day totally and remove yourself from the world. Uh, minister to your family. Um, maybe Maybe for many years, for those of you who have preached long, um, you, you, you've not focused on that. Or maybe you have. Maybe you're the type of preacher that you have, um, or, or servant in the kingdom, that the time that you have off, you use it for family. Uh, maybe, maybe you exercise those culinary skills and Saturday breakfast is your thing. Blueberry pancakes is dad's time on Saturday. Uh, or it's French toast or whatever it is. Uh, you know, so Saturdays usually have their own schedule cutting grass, running errands, kids sports, you name it. And so occasionally uh, there's there's even ministry events uh, mingled into there, but, but specifically you need to be focused on the family. Saturday needs to be your day. There needs to be um, quality time. There needs to be that time. So maybe your wife would tell you that you, that you need to be more emotional or more physical, physically present with the family. Uh, until sometime in the late afternoon, be balanced about it. Um, don't don't be a prune. Don't be prudish. Um, live a little. Enjoy your life. And so, um, move into the Sunday mode late into the, into Saturday. Um, maybe after dinner, um, game day preparation uh, needs to begin. But but don't take the whole Saturday. Uh, be be a dad. Be be a friend. Be um, be a helper. 
be a romantic, uh, enjoy, enjoy the day. And so in order to make this rhythm a reality, you have to have your sermon finished realistically by Friday. Hopefully you have it done before then, but, but this deadline can prove a good discipline. And so since work and even sermon preparation tends to feel available time, uh, having a self-imposed deadline to finish your work by Friday has has helped you. I know it's helped me to be more efficient during the week. Uh, I know one brother who's so efficient with his time that he does not answer calls or take messages until he goes out for his morning and afternoon walk. And so if you call him uh, and it's not during those times, he's not going to answer it. Get in line, take a number. He's very disciplined about that, but he's also very efficient. And so his efficiency is due to his discipline. So in order for you and I to be efficient, we've got to say no to things. We've got to say no to to certain things that would dilute our own efforts. You know, I'd rather be effective in one, two, or three things rather than be spread out and kind of meh, okay, with about 10 of those things. So saying no is good. For some of you, the specifics of what I'm proposing uh, won't work. Maybe as a preacher with Saturday night um, events or things will have have will have to find a preparation or rhythm that works with your with your schedule, uh, especially for church events on Saturday nights. Those, those happen. Um, maybe maybe you're having a, a Saturday small group or whatever, and so your family time can become limited to just a morning hours or you know that sort of thing. But but there has to be flexibility. If there's one thing that we have to be as preachers and elders and teachers and deacons missionaries all across the board we've got to be flexible so the rhythm that i've described uh can work most of the time but there's going to be exceptions and and don't lose your mind when you have to call an audible so over the years uh, maybe maybe you have been giving saturday nights to the lord um or maybe maybe you're the kind that you've not stayed at home and you you followed a you know a regular pattern uh, of society uh, sometimes it's dinner with with other folks, uh, but sometimes removing that dinner can be can be easily done. Or say, hey, can we do it Sunday night? Uh, whatever it is, whatever time it is, when at whatever day it is, try to carve out time in the afternoon um, to sit down with the Lord, sit down with your work. So when you have to work, when there's a Saturday night deal. When there is a night before work that's going to deplete you, uh, trusting God's grace uh, to still empower you through His Word uh, for the work, uh, trust in the in the grace that God gives and that the brethren are supposed to um, live by, that they would give that to you. Maybe they see the bags under your eyes. Maybe you've got a, a one year old at home or, or whatever. Um, so 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 don't be too hard on yourself if you can't stick to the pattern but always have a disciplined schedule for yourself uh, the lord and the brethren uh, deserve it from you um, they they pay you to to study the bible and to be ready and to be efficient to be professional uh, so don't don't be unprofessional um, maybe you're having a quiet peaceful evening uh, and you get a phone call from folks um that are going through a hard time maybe it's a three o'clock in the morning sunday morning baptism those types of situations uh, deserve your focus deserve your your key attention to hopefully if you're married 
your wife will be in wholehearted agreement, wholehearted support. There's nothing worse than a preacher who does not have the blessing um, of his wife or his family to do what he does in a physical sense, in a physical sense. But thankfully, we serve a God who shows his power and his grace in these very kinds of situations. He can help us deal with unexpected Saturday nights or the burdens from our family or from uh, maybe you're bivocational and you're, you're having to work and there's burdens. And so God will give strength. He will give strength to those who want to do his will. And so when those seasons of, of tiredness are there or frustrations, just rest in the grace of God. Rest that he knows, that he remembers that you're dust and you're dirt and you're tired. Maybe you're burnt out. So while I still recommend keeping a regularly regular rhythm of reserving, reserving Saturday evenings for internalization, intercession, and interlude, I, I'm very mindful that our trust is not in our careful plans or preparation, but in God's goodness and grace. So far in this podcast, we've advocated a number of spiritual practices that, that can strengthen a preacher and teacher, a shepherd, a deacon's soul, uh, in guarding their heart, because that's our focus. And I trust that in most cases, the connection between, you know, the counsel or the, the edification given in this podcast and the goal of guarding our hearts um, has been rather apparent. But that may not be the case with what comes next week. In the following episode, I want to highlight a way to strengthen your soul as a preacher and servant of God uh, that may seem surprising, which is doing the work of an evangelist. May God bless you in your preaching, your edification to the brotherhood. We love you. We need you. And we'll see you next week.